Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we talk Splitsville. That's right, big company splitting into two, including HP and eBay PayPal. We also talk about the end of Redbox Instant, Square visiting Broketown, uh, Windows 10, the update that could be more like Windows 7, uh, and potential Apple announcements, along with some great picks. It's a good episode of Don't Panic. We hope you stick around, because it's coming up next. This is Don't Panic, episode number 65, recorded October 6th, 2014 on Splitsville, Broketown, and Shutdown City. Hello and welcome to another edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that refuses to believe there's no Windows 9. I'm Sean Jennings and I am joined by the steak and eggs of podcasting. That would be <laughs> a complete balanced breakfast, uh, Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau. Uh Gentlemen, how's it going today? Excellent. Did you know I had the best breakfast of my life I last saw. weekend? Oh my god, I saw that, that picture was ridiculous. I don't know what was it made out of. I couldn't tell if it was food or like magic. <laughs> or... Yeah, so it was a beef and vegetable stuffed squash, potatoes with a poached egg on top, and, and turkey gravy, a butternut squash french fry, so french fries, but made out of butternut squash instead of potatoes. Martini, so it was served in a martini gra- glass, drizzled with peach ketchup, and served with oregano. And also something in like a taco shell with cabbage of some kind. It was it was the best breakfast I've ever had. So if you're in Middletown, Connecticut, go to O'Rourke's Diner. I can't talk tonight. Also, my voice is bad, so I won't be talking much at all. I'll try to chime in with witty one-liners. All right. Sounds good. Excellent. Well, uh, we've talked about breakfast. Why don't we talk about tech? Uh, We've got a lot of great stories in the rundown, including some uh, corporate splits, uh, Squareville going broke, uh, Facebook new features, Redbox instant folding, Windows 10. We've got a lot of stuff. Any particular story you guys want to start with tonight? Uh, Or I will just pick one. I've got to start with the... Pick a splitsville at random. Okay, so we've got two stories of a tech company splitting themselves. So 50-50 shot here. We've got HP and we've got eBay. Uh, Why don't we start with the bigger of the two? We're going to start with Hewlett Packard, Uh, if you're big fans of them. Uh, Big fans. Dan smiles. I'm sure Dan named one (laughs) Hewlett Packard product. The Palm, uh, nope. <laughs> you picked like, one that's been debunked for like... WebOS. Web OS. That was originally Palm. They don't even own that anymore. Trivia, who, who does own My... WebOS? Uh... They, saw, they bought it oh, from HP. Oh, oh, LG. Yeah, there you go. WebOS. Um, um, wait, let me think. I used an uh, HP, HP printer. HP ProLiant network switches in the data center. You know what, Dan? That's a really interesting answer because people say enterprise solutions are the future of HP, and that's why they decided to split themselves. Uh, and the fact you couldn't name an HP consumer product says a lot. So uh, <laughs> HP announced today, actually, that they are going to uh, split the company in two, uh, focusing one on PC and printers and the other on enterprise and services. Uh, current CEO Meg Whitman will become the chairman of the PC and printer company and continue as CEO of the enterprise business, um, while Dion Weisler will take yeah. over as CEO of the company's PC and printer operation. 
These companies are called HP Enterprise, which unsurprisingly focuses on the enterprise, and HP Incorporated that will focus on consumer goods, including PCs and printers. Uh, they plan to split by the end of fiscal 2015. Um, and there you go. Uh, what's really interesting about this is that a, this was rumored about six months ago or so. I don't remember if we talked about it on the show. Might not have been big enough news, but they're following through with it today uh, after Meg Whitman's been on the job for about that long of time. And it's really the consumer and printer and PC division that's really been bogging the company down. IBM did this when they sold their PC division to Lenovo. Um, a lot of companies are trying to focus more on the enterprise. And I was thinking about this before the show. And I'd be curious about you, your, your guys' thought that a company cannot be solely successful these days in selling consumer electronics, except for Apple. <laughs> the sole exception, and the only and the reason why is profit margins, right? HTC sells a ton of devices; they are going broke. Sony sells a ton of devices; they are going broke. These Motorola, these companies, they have no profits. Because hardware has such ridiculously thin margins, the only company who's been able to figure it out is Apple with their quote-unquote premium products that can charge more, um, and they're so good at manufacturing and all that to keep costs down. They can stay in business and make a profit, but to me, I don't see how a company can solely survive on PCs and printers and these kind of consumer devices with ridiculous margins. Am I wrong? Well, what about... Consumer hardware of what kind are you I mean, asking about? I almost want to say any kind. I mean, we know well, we, we know Beats Am was profitable, right? Um, yeah, that's but Beats was a premium product. Yeah, you know, when true. you think, think of something like yeah. the uh, the Kindle, for example, which Amazon has flat out said we we break even at or even at a slight loss. Mm -hmm. I think what this HP thing has proved is that it's okay to have consumer electronics, but there's no way that can be your sole business. You have to back it up with software and with services and things that actually make money for your company. Mm, yeah. I'm looking around my room. <laughs> At all the things you own? Well, cameras. Cameras seem to be a sustainable business. Uh, at the DSLR, several thousand dollars, which still has a pretty healthy profit margin. Yeah, I guess. You know, I, and I think that was one of the big problems that hurt the PC industry was when all the prices with the netbooks and all the prices of computers falling out. You see niche kind of Alienware type machines still doing well because that's a premium, but you're just standard machine. I... What about like TVs? Yeah, I was just thinking margin, like Vizio. How do they even make money? Bulk volume. Their margins are terrible too. They just sell so many they do okay. Oh, I just yeah, net profits of six billion dollars last year, though. Yeah, well, but how, uh, is that on how much does it say on what revenue? Forty-five billion revenue. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, that's, that's surprising. Bad. I will say, Vizio is a fascinating company because they're selling really good 4K TVs for really cheap, and it's because they own all the technology top to bottom on their. TV. So, like, most companies just buy, like, LG makes the panels in Sony's and Samsung's and Toshiba's, and Vizio owns all their own stuff, and mm -hmm. because they do all their own development, they can keep their costs down. It's a very interesting company. Hmm. That's cool. 
Um, I've, I came up with a better pick than I had before. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So, I, it's just, yeah, I it's, think you're right. You need, you, like... Some people will do it. that are commodities aren't going to do well, but, like, my microphone... Like the blue snowball people, I'm sure they do very well on these microphones. Oh, My keyboard, I'm sure they do very well on these keyboards. You know, Pe- Pebble and uh, a few, uh, a few of these other kind yeah. of startup type hardware companies, I think, could do really well. Um, but it's you look at a company like Google. Of course, they somewhat make hardware. When they owned Motorola, they made hardware. But it wasn't about making money on the hardware. It was about the services. Amazon is the same way. I think that has to be your future business model. But isn't it only like PCs, PCs, Kindles, printers, printers, which yeah. is which is interesting because printers oh my used God. to have a great margin. Fuck printers! <laughs> no, they're awful, and printer sales have been horrific. But, good. Um, what about the ink? Well, the ink still has a good profit margin. The problem is, if you see a chart of printer sales right around like 2008, the financial crash, people started mm-hmm. realizing a they're expensive and b they don't need them. And the sales just have gone just straight down. Yeah. You don't need them until that one time you need to print out a shipping label. Mm-hmm. It's like, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colby, do you have anything in, in, in iView that is a sustainable electronics product not made by Apple? Well, I have a Moto X. Probably not. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm on this MacBook which is made by Apple. Um, also, we're sponsored by Pyro CMS this week. I don't know. What, what is Pyro CMS? Where did I get this shirt? You were definitely there, right? Oh, it was from the Laravel conference. Yeah, I yeah, still yeah. I don't know what it is. You are killing me. I've, had, I've been wearing this shirt at like the airport, and like the security people are like, what's a Pyro CMS? And I was like, I don't know. Do you get set aside for extra screening on that? I... I, I I, I didn't. They breezed me through, but they must have thought I was important. <laughs> or a pyro CMS was important. Oh my goodness, so funny. Um, what about like wireless routers? I was looking at that. My wireless router is from Apple though, but I don't think Linksys makes a huge killing on no, I can't imagine. Cisco makes money in other places. It backs that up with services. Is Linksys isn't even owned by Cisco anymore, right? Um, I know Cisco makes their own routers. I know they owned a router company at one point. Which one? I'm not sure. It is a subsidiary of Cisco Systems. Okay. But I know Cisco does make Cisco-branded consumer routers. Because what I think they did was they kept Linksys as kind of the high-end, like, power user type routers. But I could be talking out of my ass. I do that all the time. So... (laughs) It says here, January 25th, 2013, Cisco leaves consumer networking market after selling Linksys brand to Belkin. But maybe that didn't go through. Or Wikipedia is wrong. I don't keep up with the hotly contested router (laughs) industry. It is all, all all the big news. Um... What about like what about like the PlayStation? I feel like No, that they, they uh they lose money that's on a every loss console leader. they sell. Yeah, they make it back in games. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess that's what it is, right? Hardware's like, tough. Hardware's tough. It costs a lot of money to make, a lot of money to R and D, and the mar you have to. You're so competitive. Your margins are ridiculously thin. So uh, you know, I think if you have, you have to either be really premium or really niche. This kind of bulk, you know, selling a, a an HP laptop to everybody is is never really gonna keep your company afloat. Yeah. And then your HP, who has you know, not the most stellar reputation anymore. <laughs> is Gateway still a thing? Remember Gateway? I think it is. And Compact, Compact, and E Machines, and there were a bunch of those. E Machines is still around. Someone bought them. I think Acer bought them. Yeah, Gateway is an American computer company based in Irvine, California. Okay. Yep. They still have a website. <laughs> they still have that same cow box, too. Yeah, because nothing screams high-tech like a cow. Did the boxes the computer came in used to be cow? Yeah, the cow print. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. Maybe I'll get a gateway. <laughs> So funny. E-Machines is not around anymore, mm. but also based in Irvine, California. Also owned by Acer, though. Oh, okay. There, yeah. So I think that a lot of those old ones consolidated. Huh. Like when Lenovo bought IBM and all that kind of stuff. Lenovo bought Motorola. <laughs> uh, now, the other kind of Splitsville news is that uh, eBay is spinning off paypal now this is kind of an interesting marriage they've been together for 12 years these two companies uh first purchased in the late 90s well, actually i can do the math no it wouldn't be the late 90s i guess it would be 02 um i don't know what this article's talking about ebay originally bought paypal as a way to facilitate payments for those uh, buying and selling on ebay but paypal's really turned into a lot more than that the company's grown and um with it being, I want to get some numbers here, but there's a lot of words in this article. <laughs> I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Gosh, yeah, what's Bugs. up with that? eBay. At the rate of growth, within the next few years, uh, PayPal could actually outpace eBay Marketplace in terms of earnings. eBay could actually, or a PayPal could actually be making more money than eBay. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why they want to spin it off and not have it be held down uh, in terms of stock price by eBay's earnings. That makes a lot of sense. All this all this really has to do with the stock and, and shareholders, to be completely honest. You know, I, I think HP made a point of saying, well, if we're separate companies, we can get better resources, which doesn't make sense because you would think as one company you would get better deals on, you know, processors and things. But... Um, uh, to me, I think it just comes down to investors get really upset when the crappy earning divisions like computers and printers keep the stock price down while enterprise is making a lot of money. This is why people want to split Microsoft, um, because Xbox isn't making a ton of money, but Azure is Azure. I'm sorry. Azure is. Yeah. Um, uh, that just seems like so, so backwards though, because like you said, to the people inside the companies, wouldn't they want to keep it together? Isn't part of the reason those other subsidiaries are successful is because of the economies of scale you can get when you're ordering that much stuff or when your contracts cover so much volume? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it depends on the company. I think Xbox is a good example of a company I would spin off. Because you do want the kind of software integrated, but I don't think Xbox is close enough to the enterprise stuff to really... But would Kinect have ever happened without Microsoft Research? But I think you could... See, and again, I, I these splits are engineered in such weird... Like I said, Meg Whitman is going to be an executive for both companies, even though they're separate, but they're not. And I would not be surprised if Microsoft Research was a shared resource um, between these companies. So... It's just, it's so complicated. It's for tax reasons and stock, and it's got nothing to do with efficiencies and, you know, cool new products, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, 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 get, I get the eBay one, I think, more than I get the HP one, because I feel like if PayPal is encumbered by an auctions website, which really, I, I mean, I get the synergies... But at the same time, I really understand why it needs to. Yeah, I know I said synergies. <laughs> the, the corporate synergies. Uh, and so I see why you would want to kind of take those apart. But maybe that's just me. Yeah, I see that too. Um, let's talk another story. I'm going to pick a random one here out of the pile. Um, I know you guys both have uh, your subscriptions to Redbox Instant. You use them all the time, constantly. Defeat is crushing. Um, uh, Redbox Instant. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna look in our sheet. I'm pretty sure we covered this, the launch of this on the show. That's that's how short of time it's been around. That uh, that I know. That Shorter is, live than don't panic. Yeah, exactly. Um, how do you? Oh, I see. I guess we didn't, but um. Interesting radio, I know. Uh, Redbox Instant, <laughs> it uh, it will shut down in just a few days on October 7th. Uh, this was a partnership between the Redbox company that makes, you know, the really big machines in your supermarkets uh, that give you DVDs. Partnered with Verizon to launch an instant streaming service uh, similar to Netflix or Amazon Instant Video. Um, however, the service has been operating at a loss um, and has really just generally failed to catch on. Um, the real, I think what's interesting is the real kind of value to the Redbox streaming was the fact that when you paid them per month, you got so many DVDs at the kiosk. Oh, really? So in, it was like six or $9 a month and you would get all the streaming and then like four movies a month, DVDs at the kiosk. Oh, wow. Which sounds like a really good deal. But at the same time, as I think about it. As someone who would sign up for a new, barely known video streaming service online, probably wouldn't be the same person who gets Redbox DVDs at a kiosk. Yeah, did they do any marketing for this at all? Um, what's, uh, Verizon did. Verizon did a lot when I, when I was a Fios customer. Oh, yeah. And constantly... doesn't it come on all the phones, like all the Android phones on Verizon, too? Yeah, they were really shoving it down your throat to get you to sign up. Um, but outside of that, no, I don't think... Mm -hmm. I mean, Netflix runs a Super Bowl commercial, you know? I, I don't I don't think that they've really done a good job. So uh, it says here, March 14th, 2013, uh, it went uh, live. So a little over a year, about a year and a half. So, well, pour one out. Yeah, yeah, another one bites the dust. They outlasted Blockbuster, at least. 
They did. Oh, Blockbuster's still around. Blockbuster is still around? You're fucking kidding. Go on your Roku. <laughs> Go on your Roku. There's a Blockbuster app. I'm not kidding. They still exist. I don't have a Roku. Oh, all right. <laughs> I should try it out. But yeah, no, Blockbuster absolutely still exists. They're owned by... Well, I know Dish owned them for a while. I don't know if they sold them again. Oh, interesting. I don't think they were making a ton of money on their Blockbuster purchase. The Blockbuster On Demand app for the iOS has one out of five star rating. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. What the user like? <laughs> I think I think it, since Blockbuster is having such success, we should bring back Circuit City. Ooh, I like Circuit City with the big. Remember the commercial where the big red thing was like a plug and it came down and like plugged into the building? That's what I liked about Circuit City. Wait, what? I missed that. The Circuit City commercials, remember all the Circuit City stores had that big red square? And like uh -huh. in the commercials, the big red square was like a plug and it would be like flying through the air and it would come down and like plug into the store and be like, boom, Circuit City. I don't remember that. <laughs> you remember <laughs> I, the most obscure thing about Circuit City. It's not like, man, the service there was really great, or they had a lot of products. or No, I, I mean, remember the big plug. It's the big plug. I also remember I used to, like, I don't know, like, on the weekends when I was a kid, look at, like, the computers in the Circuit City flyer in the Sunday paper. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. And then Best Buy, when Best Buy became Oh, a yeah, would you look at that? that I found a YouTube uh, <laughs> clip of the plug. I don't remember that at all. But, the, yep, it comes in silver, and then it turns red as it plugs can, into the to the ground. Can you paste a link to that? Cause yeah, I mean, I'll put it in our little, our little thingy here. There you go. You have I to go should, all the way to the end. If anyone is interested, I actually read a book not long ago. Um, ah, I don't remember what it was called. It's on Amazon. You can just Google Circuit City on Amazon, but Google Circuit City on Amazon. I know. <laughs> I know. It's bad. It's um, that you can take and it's a history of Circuit City. It's an interesting read about how the company was once the biggest retailer in the country, bigger than Walmart at one point, um, and how they collapsed under themselves. Um, here, I'll show the, uh, the Circuit City commercial for all of you at home watching the video. Um, this is... <laughs> This is so. Look at that Walkman. Look at that cassette Walkman. This poor kid has. Oh my god. Oh my god. Amazing. Plug. Yeah. Where service is state of the art. Amazing. Wow. All right. Wonderful. Another one bites the dust. Good to great to gone. Yes. A, yeah. yeah okay. It's it's an interesting read. Um, it's it was written by the son of the founder of the company who was there during the good days and then left during the bad days, so it's a little biased, but interesting nonetheless. <laughs> Let's move on to some more uh, positive news. Windows 10. Woo! Who is excited? We skipped Windows 9. Went right by it. Right by. Yeah. Did you did you guys hear why they did that? I heard a theory that I didn't like. Was that the Windows 95 theory? Yeah. That was confirmed. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. An engineer went on Reddit and confirmed it. Oh, on Reddit. It was all right. Don't you know everything on Reddit has to be true? So here's the problem. Here's the problem. Is that I don't think Windows exposes the marketing name as the version number. So if you look up Windows version numbers, there's the marketing name. 
Uh, but then there's also another number that's the version number. So, for example, Windows 2000 version 5.0, Windows 8.1 is actually version 6.3. So the marketing version number, marketing name, has nothing to do with if you're a programmer and you ask what the version of the operating system is, what it will tell you. So Windows 10 is 6.4. Windows 95 was 4.0. I don't know if you could ask what the marketing name is and then you decided to use that string instead of a nice number, you'd be a terrible programmer and you must hate yourself. You could do that, maybe. But it was way smarter to use the actual version number. That's my rant on that that theory. I thought I read it was confirmed, but you're probably right. I'm willing to. I mean, I'm sure there are people who somehow figured out how to do that. Or they there is some wrapper function that someone wrote that translates the version numbers to like the names because that's easier to think about. And then they started checking the names instead of the numbers. I could see it happening. I just don't think it was like everything did this. Well, there could have been lots of reasons why they... That could have just been a small part of why they... Yeah chose it. You but know. then again, what other reason would they have to do that? 10 is a really good round number. 10 is a good round number. It's also, every number. major operating system is now in version 10 except Linux. Yeah, Linux is like, version, isn't it like 3.1 <laughs> point? 3 point something, yeah. Free, FreeBSD even is 10. OS 10 is 10. Windows 10. OS 10.10. 10. 10. 10, 10. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, not just one 10. Two 10s. Two 10s. Wow. More tens, more fun. <laughs> Colby, you're just full of zingers tonight. I love it. I, I think Colby's drunk. This is good. I'm not. I'm totally <laughs> That's the problem. He's not drunk. <laughs> um, so Windows 10, Microsoft announced last week. Um, two interesting things to note about it before we get into the details. One is that sources familiar with Microsoft's plans have said that the company showed less than 10% of all the features it's readying for the final release. The reason for that is because Windows 10 is expected to change rapidly with lots of fast updates, um, similar to more of an enterprise model. Well, no, not an enterprise model, but similar to other models they've used where instead of doing one big push every two years, they're going to constantly be pushing out new features, kind of like what they do with the Xbox, where you'll all of a sudden get a new feature without much fanfare. With that being said, what was shown of Windows 10, uh, the technical preview is now available for download. Um, and what they showed is that it's kind of Windows 7, um, <laughs> to put it really bluntly. Um, the main new features we've talked about on the show before, bringing back the start menu. In the start menu, you'll see live tiles uh, with information and one-click access to your uh, Metro-style apps, multiple Desktops, similar to, and remind me again what the name of the feature is on Mac? Spaces. Spaces. Yep. Um, you'll have that uh, as well, and the ability for these uh, Metro apps to run in Windows that you can move around to do things with, um, and the fact that you can pretty much customize for desktops <laughs> and laptops the ability to ignore most of the Metro stuff, default to the desktop, uh, default apps in Windows, um, and all these different features. Those who have seen it and used it have really strongly compared it to Windows 7. Um, I mean, I guess that's not bad. Windows 7 was good. I mean, Windows 7 was good. You know, I it's funny. I used someone's laptop. I've had Windows 8 
N8.1 on my touchscreen laptop for over a year. And the other day I went and used someone else's touchscreen Windows 8 machine. Yeah. I realized I've basically turned off all the Windows 8 stuff. Oh, really? Because all, all of a sudden, they, oh. they, 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 I, I'm looking at them as they're using their computer, and they're on with all the tiles, and they tap Internet Explorer, the touch version, and they're using that, and they're scrolling with their fingers on the touch screen, and I realized I've basically turned their, all that off. It, hmm. it's, it's, it's really not designed for the laptop. And then the other side of that argument is how many, how many tablets is Microsoft really selling? I don't know. Actually, so today I I so there was a guy on the on the train using a Surface. He was standing up on the subway and using a Surface, like not holding on. Was he using one of the anything. professional ones with like the fans and everything on it? Because that's a I, workout at that point. It looks kind of big. He had like a stylus <laughs> and he was doing. Oh, stuff the stylus with is it. on the Pro. That's on the Intel one. Yeah. I guess so. I don't that's know. Badass. It was it was pretty interesting. He he his balance was impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I, I'm not surprised. I mean, they I, I have no evidence to back this up, but they must be selling way more laptops and desktops than they're selling tablets with Windows yeah. eight on them, right? So then it would make sense to default to the desktop stuff and then turn on the tablet stuff when you're on a tablet. Right. I mean, that probably makes sense, anyways. And it's gonna be great for the. Enterprisey people, right? Which is like Microsoft's bread and butter, like that's, their steak that's, and potatoes. Yep, yep. Their bacon and eggs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's really interesting, and <coughs> yes, it's that interesting um, that I I cough. I just, I'm just not really excited for this, and I'm the Windows guy on the show. Yeah. But it just. What would you have wanted to see? Uh, that's a really good question. What would I have wanted to see? Um, stuff that features that would make me want to use Metro apps, because right now there's nothing a Metro app does that I can't do in a browser, and I prefer using the browser. I think yeah, I think I think that's really the big difference, and I could be wrong because now they're rolling out the kind of one app store to all that to your Xbox and your Windows Phone and all that. Maybe we'll start to see more apps coming through, more synchronization. But again, it's that ecosystem argument, right? If you're a Mac user and have an iPhone and an iPad, you're going to get benefits. Yeah. I just have a Windows machine. I don't own an Xbox. I don't have a Windows Phone or a Windows tablet, so I'm not going to see those benefits. And I think it's kind of a standalone, non-ecosystem device. It's it's a good computer, but I just use it for the desktop. Now, what about so when you have an iOS device, you download the app instead of using the browser? Uh, I almost never use the browser. But on a on your computer, you use the browser instead of apps. Oh, all the time. But on a a Mac laptop, wouldn't you also use the browser rather than download some App Store app? I, I agree. I think it's the the format, but and yeah, I, and I think that's exactly why Microsoft is rolling back on apps, right? I think they're starting to realize no one wants to use an app on a laptop. I think you're, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, I'm just disappointed because they kind of promised the world. You know, they made us, yeah. they made me feel like I'd want to use an app, and then they couldn't deliver that. So maybe that's why you remember when Windows 8 first came out. I was all 
I was Mr. I love Metro apps and this is I should pull a clip. It's really funny. Uh, I, love, <laughs> I love apps. I'm using apps all the time. Uh, I think it's kind of cool. Like they look pretty, right? Oh, the, the design is beautiful on these. Right. They absolutely are. So there's some novelty and value there, but that only gets you so far. Well, and I have an iPad for that. <laughs> like like most Americans, I if I wanted, I use really. I don't even use my laptop that much anymore. I use it to do this show and edit, and video and audio editing, uh, and the occasional kind of hardcore surfing. But that's pretty much it. Hardcore oh, surfing, some hardcore wire cutter comparisons. Because you know, I, I need to buy more stuff. You know what's funny? Oh I, I, I was thinking the other day how funny the term "surfing the net" is if you really think about it. Yeah, where did that term come from? Well, that was back when it was like the information superhighway and people trying to understand what the internet is. So they had all these really simple <laughs> so many terms. metaphors. Yeah, exactly, because people did not. You know, it's a series. It's not a truck. It's a series of tubes. Um, yeah, that was surfing the net. Was was a always a classic. I think there was a there was a Tumblr who would take all the like magazines from the '90s who would say surf in the net and they'd have a guy like on a surfboard with like <laughs> binary behind him or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stereotypical. So the the first mention of surfing the internet was published in a June 1992 monthly magazine, the Wilson Library Bulletin, <laughs> which has now ceased production. That's awesome. I hope some. I hope a whoever... popular monthly professional magazine for librarians. I hope whoever came up with that gets all the credit. That person deserves. Uh, I would go Jean around. Polly. Good. She she since wrote about it in two thousand six. Oh, I'd write a whole book about how I came up with the term surfing <laughs> the net. That's really amazing. Um, any other thoughts on Windows ten? Uh, it's I don't think I can't seem to find a specific launch date. Uh, the technical preview is available now if you're interested. I think they said second half of twenty fifteen. Yeah, no firm date. Yeah, well that'll be their build conferences right around that time, so that would make sense. So I would expect that. Um, uh, how about another story you guys want to talk about? Anything in here particularly? iPads? iPads. We can mention iPads. There's not a, a ton to the story, but we can always do our little uh, prediction, uh, which is usually wrong. Uh, Apple is expected <laughs> to... How do we quantify how wrong our predict... Well, we quantify how wrong they were for the iPhone thing. Yeah, and... I I still have the I want to just point out that my New Year's 2015 year long or 2014 year prediction was Apple was going to bring out a 12 inch iPad Pro and I still think I can get that one. You could know what my prediction was. Had, so so I've been thinking pretty hard about getting a new iPad because my iPad 2 is you, like really going downhill well, gonna, fast. Did you upgrade it to iOS 8? I upgraded to iOS 8. Oh, the performance um, must be awful. On my 4S, it wasn't great. It's pretty mediocre. The, to be honest, the worst part is is I get, like, really terrible ghost images on the screen. Yes! that's um, Okay, good. Then that's not my device. That's weird. I was wondering why that was happening. I mean, it's kind of been happening for a while, but that's not, like, an iOS 8 thing. That's been happening on mine for Oh, well, that's been happening years. to my iPad. That's... Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it doesn't, and so I got like months and months ago, I, I had pre-ordered a tile and it came like yesterday. Um, 
and I don't have an, an, an iOS device to use it with. Except that, but that that iPad doesn't have Bluetooth low energy, yes. so I couldn't even use it. What did you get that you needed Bluetooth low energy for? Tile that those like you put them on your keys and like. Oh right. Yeah. Bummer. So it says on their website they're going to have an Android app soon, but I assume by soon they mean a year from now. <laughs> like when they said they were shipping soon. Seven months ago. Honestly, that's my number one reason I would get an iOS device is just because there's always an iOS app. Yeah, stuff comes and out on eighty percent of the time. There's an Android app, but a good amount of the time there isn't. Yeah, yeah. For new stuff, like I, I remember I was looking at getting that automatic thing for your car, the yes. thing that plugs in, and for the longest time that didn't have an Android app. I think they do now. Mm-hmm. But it's always stuff like that. And then when Android first came out, there was no Audible app. And that was the thing I was missing. It's always something. Yeah. Could, could be worse. You could be a Windows Phone user and just That's never true. get any apps. But then at that point, you're used to it. Like, you just don't use apps. <laughs> you just give up. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost better. So, Colby, let me ask you if you're in the market for an iPad, Recode says to expect an event October 16th. Uh, where we're more than likely going to see new iPads. Uh, any idea what you might be interested in buying? An Air, a Mini, uh, um, a Pro, if they come out with the big one? Uh... You know, I really don't know. Like, I don't think I need a Pro. I just Definitely like, not. I have a Mac Mini, and I have my work laptop. Mm-hmm. It just seems like extraneous like i won't use it like really all i use my ipad for now is is listening to podcasts or like like housewide music mm-hmm. audio listening and um the occasional web browsing um and once in a while a game like the lego star wars game um but like <laughs> is that a good game it's good's a strong word, but I enjoy it. <laughs> it's a game. Yeah. I'll tell you what uh, is a good game. Colby picked you picked Faster Than Light a long yes, time ago. Yes, that's a great right? game. Yeah. I got that too. I've I started playing that last weekend and it was it's pretty great. It's pretty hard. I like it. It is hard. I <laughs> I died on easy mode before yeah. I got out of the first thing. Oh, like, that, big learning. That's curve. nice. I died on easy mode like like three quarters of the way through and that was pretty <laughs> that was pretty disappointing yeah um yeah i don't you know to be honest just the usual like thinner longer battery life faster mm-hmm. i guess i don't really care you just do for an upgrade I, right i just want a new ipad like an iPad that can run the software. But did you did you make a decision between Air or uh, Mini? See that that I don't know. Like I like the Mini, but I feel like I don't benefit from the portability of the Mini, like the extra portability. So I might as well. Yeah, get the big that was one. my same thought. Especially if I end up with an iPhone six, which will be a little bit bigger and a little better for reading books on like the subway and stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, 
So, yeah, the only reason I would get an iPad Mini is so that it could also I could carry it around and read books on it. But I think I should really just get a Kindle to do that. You should probably do that. Yeah. The new Although Kindles new Kindles are coming out soon, right? Before Christmas, certainly. I don't remember the exact date. I think sometime this month. Yeah. That's I the know. other thing. I don't want to. I don't want to give away my my review of the iPhone six, but I've basically stopped using my iPad Mini. Uh-huh. My iPhone has oh, just. So you have an iPad Mini. I haven't, and I loved it. I loved it. Um, but it's just because I always have this with me and it fits in my pocket. But now it's big enough, the iPhone six, to actually do the stuff on it. I prefer to do on the Mini. So mm-hmm. that's. Yeah. I could see the mix of either doing a bigger phone and a Kindle or a full size iPad. It's kind of tough. The the mini is a little redundant, at least for me. But I will talk about that more in my pick. Um, so we have this event. Uh, we are ex- also expecting possibly seeing IMAX with Retina displays. We'll definitely see the final release of uh, OS X uh, Yosemite. Uh, and we may see... We haven't heard anything Apple TV in a while or Mac Mini. So we might hear something there. Um but one that... year too late for Colby. Yeah. I hope they don't upgrade it. <laughs> Just never. <laughs> you had that thing shipped all the way across the United States. I did, yeah. yeah. I mean, that wasn't the real thing I was shipping. I just shipped that because it was there. <laughs> I could have carried that in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, again, I don't, like... I don't think that needs to be upgraded. Like I put more RAM in it in a, in an SSD and now it's great. Like I can't imagine they would do anything that I would be like, Oh my God, I need that. Mm -hmm. Um, it would have been nice if they pulled through for, for me, like, you know, at the beginning of the year. Oh my God. What about, uh, I'm, this wouldn't happen. Never mind. No, go ahead. Make your crazy prediction. Something, something, a better graphics card than the built in Intel, but, even like the low end MacBook Pros have the Intel graphics card now. So, yeah. What I would like to see is a Mac Mini that's the exact same design as the Mac Pro, but like this, like a like tiny, <laughs> like a tiny little. You can just pick like like a toy dog. You just hold it in your hand. Just, just two USB ports and a power thing. And you you could get it by the six pack. You know, <laughs> I think that would be great. That will be my ridiculous prediction, is we're going to see the tiny Mac Pro as the Mac Mini. And then someone, of course, would have to build a Mac Mini cannon. Yes! Like a a magazine, (laughs) like an artillery cannon, and you just... You could do it like... Like like the pumpkin chucking contest, but you shoot Mac Minis across the field. At WWDC, like t-shirts, they could shoot them into the crowd. (laughs) Cheer loud. Hi, you get a Mac Mini. I think that'd be great. And terribly dangerous. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a little, a little too much like a protest response. Then, uh... <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so we'll wait and see, and, and we'll of course have all the updates for you here on Don't Panic. And I'll also tease. You know, we've got a lot of other announcements coming up. Did you guys know this? Later this week, Tesla's having their big announcement. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see their new cars. We're literally any day expecting Google to have an announcement. They have been ripe for one we're gonna see new nexus we're gonna see the actual release of android l um that's got to be probably sometime this month they haven't announced anything so um something to look forward to 
we have time for one more story. We can talk Square, or we can talk some uh, new Facebook features, which is uh, speaking to you all. Oh, I was excited about this Facebook thing, but I was also interested in the Square thing. But I think the Facebook thing is, like, they're kind of last, and, like, there are so many other things that do this now. Well, all right. We'll, we'll quickly breeze through Facebook and, and, okay. and get to Square. What okay. is the Facebook Express Lane? Uh, <sighs> screenshots reportedly show Facebook integrating payments into their Messenger product, uh, similar to apps like uh, PayPal or Square Cash. Um, yep. It may be possible in the <clears throat> next version of Facebook Messenger for iOS to send money to your friends directly through the app. This would work... Uh, it's believed through uh, debit cards, or at least that's what's listed in the leaked screenshots. Um, although apparently, and I did not know this, that Facebook now employs uh, former PayPal president David Marcus, so it wouldn't be a surprise to see PayPal integrated uh, as well down the road. Doesn't Facebook use Stripe as their payment processor now? Do they? Someone uses Stripe. Does Twitter use Stripe? Stuff. Maybe not. I someone does use Stripe. You're right. It might be Twitter though. Would I don't? You'd have to look. Facebook picks Stripe to power buy button. Okay. Oh, I did hear that. I I remember seeing that last week. Yeah, but maybe that's not all payments on Facebook. Maybe it's just the buy button. Uh, but it's not just like Facebook. It's Gmail. And Square Cash and Venmo oh, and Simple. I mean, but but the number one problem is how many of those are your friends on? That's true, but how many of my friends will enter payment information into Facebook? Facebook already has my payment information. Really? So you haven't bought gifts through Facebook, Dan? I have. But no, but very few people have. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I think you're right. I will say I think Venmo is going to win. I know nothing about Venmo. What is Venmo? It's it's finally getting to the East Coast. Oh, oh. okay. I get it. <laughs> well, so but when I was an intern here on the, East the Coast. summer, I'm not. That's not what I was saying. It was just a weird geographic thing. Like in Boston, there's this thing called Level Up that everyone uses to pay for stuff, um, and I had never even heard of it. Uh, but so Venmo, like. The first time someone tried to pay me with Venmo was in 2012 when I was an intern in in at Facebook in California, and like I don't know, it's finally now like people like my friends from high school here have Venmo now, mm-hmm. and they okay. use it. This is like a bonus pick from Colby. This is great. I have, <laughs> I have not heard of this. Venmo, I've definitely picked this before, Sean. I do not think so. I call bullshit. <laughs> and you're definitely allowed to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't... I don't know. Maybe I trust Facebook a little too much, but I don't really... Do you really think people are going to be like, whoa, hold the phone? Well, people are pretty suspicious of Facebook, and especially with this recurring, at least semi-annual thing like oh facebook's gonna start charging us to use the website and then they'll be like well if i don't put my payment information in they can't charge me Mm. i think facebook will have a tough time yeah i mean i don't know i kind of have a hard time seeing this being more than kind of a tertiary feature like i don't think 
Nice word. <laughs> well, I just mean like as far as things that people go to Facebook for, like this is not going to be it. This like maybe it'll be a oh this is kind of convenient because we both have Messenger, but like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong though. No, I maybe think that's. Well, and you have to remember the thing about Facebook is it's. I mean, how much is this really costing them to try? And then if no one right. uses it, they just shut it down. I mean, well, you also have to think about it. Like Facebook already has. They do payments. They do ad payments. They do the platform payments for games and stuff. Like, and they have like. Well, I guess I don't know if Facebook credits are a thing anymore, but like they clearly have the capacity to like store a balance and stuff. Like. Mm-hmm. They they can do all this stuff, so it's really probably not the great it not not saying that it's easy, but it's certainly not a all completely from scratch to try this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do want to say, Colby, I owe you an apology. Uh, you picked Venmo back on episode number ten back in August of twenty thirteen. That's that's what it, it is. Was, it was Facebook just... credits are no longer a thing. No, that's no. They were shut down a while ago. I thought so. Yeah, you can still buy like Facebook gift cards at Walgreens, though. Yeah, you can. But you know, those are really good business. It's really. In- I'm sorry, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but kids don't have credit cards. But how many of them have devices? And this is why Amazon has coins. This is why there's Google Play gift certificates. It's because these parents don't want to give their kids their credit cards, so instead they buy them gift cards. Yeah, for kids who have devices, it's really interesting. I would have. Yeah, but that's. Are the Facebook things used for games? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. We were supposed to railroad through Facebook, and we didn't. Uh, but we can. Well, no, we don't have time to talk about Square. We ran out of time, guys. Ah, No. I know. Boo. Boo, indeed. I know. I know. Um, but. We, we've got to move on. I'll give you the quick story. Uh, I, we're going to talk about it anyway, because uh, who cares? Um, <laughs> Square took in $150 million at a $6 billion valuation. However, uh, it appears that Square's not in great shape, and they're not making that much money. We actually talked about this on the show before, a couple months ago, um, with the fact that they were looking for money um, and took a um, did some kind of debt thing where they took in cash because they needed it. Um, and it goes back to our good old friend, the profit margin, and the fact that Square's only in- main, I should say, source of income comes from credit card transactions, of which they get a very, very small percentage of. Um, so well, my, my, Square killed off its wallet app? It did. They weren't making any money on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I was looking. Did you know that Square has a solution for making appointments? Like if we had a business like a hair salon, we can make appointments? No, I did not know that. They also have a product where you can't uh, – Square Capital, where they will invest money in your business. They are literally trying everything. I wonder how much money it costs to buy the domain name Square.com when they started. To, what is that, Square.com? I never went because they're SquareUp.com. The, no, it's the – it is. It's the web – it's the company we're talking about, Square. Oh, because oh, they were SquareUp.com at one point. I don't know when they got Square. When, when they launched, I know they were squareup.com. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to look into this. They must Keep play. talking. Yes. Um, so apparently they're having a really tough time. Like I said, we talked about this. Um, and my argument here was going back to how do we value 
tech companies. I'm all for the argument of future potential. I can see how Snapchat, though they're not making any money, could make money because at least they have a lot of users. Square doesn't have has a good number of users, not that many, and no clear plan to at least try to make some large amount of money, at least not six billion dollars worth, is my kind of argument. It's it's scary. I, I would not. I would be terrified to be an investor well, in Square. So. Yeah. I mean, I think so when when you hear these like valuations of these like private companies that have taken like uh VC funding, I think part of that valuation is is the amount of like the funding they've been given, correct? Like doesn't that factor in? I mean, obviously it's not Square hasn't been given 6 billion dollars, but like I mean, it, it's interesting because the valuation is really what people are willing to value that. If I were willing yeah. to give them $1 million for 1%, they're worth $100 million, right? That's, I mean, that's what it is. It's all about what I'm willing to pay. If I'm willing to value them at $100 billion, I'm going to lose as an investor, but I could do that. So yeah. it's what people are comfortable doing. And it, according to this article, Square really struggled to hit that $6 billion figure. They actually got the investment from the Government of Singapore Investment Corporation, which mm. has almost no investment in any kind of tech industry. Hmm. So, scary times at Square. Yeah. I was trying to find out. It was recently that they bought Square.com. Mm -hmm. uh, but apparently, Square.com is still owned by the video game company Square Enix, based out of Japan, but it forwards to SquareUp.com. Oh, they lease it? Or something like that, yeah. That's funny. I'm just really curious how much a sh the, the most basic shape in the world.com costs. If anyone knows. Anyone listening? What about tri is triangle.com available? Trapezoid. I'm going to say no, but I wonder what it goes I hope to. Triangle is some really trendy startup cuz that would be a great name. That would be a great name. Forget Ello. This looks like some so, art deal website. I, I, I was I was I was just going to ask, do you guys do, do either of you guys have an Ello account? I just completely ignored that. I have, I don't even really know what it is to be quite honest. I, I oh, guess what Circle.com is? Um, Porn? I don't know. I'm a way to send money to your friends. <laughs> oh, that's really? clever. That's a really yeah. good. In fact, it uses uh, Bitcoin. I think it it's a, looks like a pretty nice website. Wow, this is it's so parallax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and if you click on the menu on the right, it's like slides in. Oh my god, this is almost too much. Like I'm, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> it's like a parody. Wow. Interesting. Um, we are low on time, so we're gonna move on to our picks of the week, and we've got some stuff to talk about. And we are gonna start with, um, the person who put his pick in last, Colby Rabidou. <laughs> who's going to talk to us about the, I have to imagine, really great uh, Samsung Smart TV. Yeah. Um, so when I moved, I didn't have a TV anymore, and I needed to play Destiny, though I haven't played in a long time. Um, for shame. Yeah, for shame indeed. Are you even level 20 yet? I am level 20. I was, that, that was the last time I played. I got to oh, level Oh, yeah, 20. yeah, that's right, that's right. Um not some kind of bitch. <laughs> Just kidding. That's that's a rude thing to say. 
Um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, I bought a TV because the wire cutter said it was nice, and it is very nice. Um, but I was kind of impressed. I was like, you know, smart TV, F that. Like, you know, it, it was sort of something like, I don't know, every TV you buy now is a smart TV from what I can right. tell. Um, had I had the option to not buy a smart TV, I would have done that. Um, but the Samsung smart TV, like the software is like the menu is fine. Like it's not bad, um, which, which is cool and unexpected. The Netflix app is exactly like the PS4 Netflix app. Um, it also came with this crazy, like, touchpad remote control look at that that's like space Um, age yeah which it works surprisingly well and it's not like for comparison it also came with like a normal remote control which looks like like it's like 50 million times bigger (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know it's pretty nice and it works and the other thing i like is you can like I don't know, somehow like Chromecast stuff from your Android phone to the TV. So like I I just, the TV was on one day and I happened to be watching a YouTube video on my phone and it popped up like, do you want to play this on your TV? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I did and it worked. Sweet. Um, so yeah, it was a little surprising. Uh, I haven't done anything other than the YouTube and Netflix, but those two things are nice. But yeah, it's a nice TV. So I guess the moral of the story is Samsung's TVs aren't as crappy as their their phones. Though <laughs> it does it it does still have like stupid features that I will never use. Like it has a webcam thing built in, and you can do like motion gestures. Yes! You can like wave at it, and like. There's a way to like. T- there's voice control that it tries to like s- get you to use when you first turn it on, and it just didn't work at all. Um, but yeah, that's that's my pick. Now all I can I imagine know. is you just jumping up and down, yelling at your TV. <laughs> you had to do this crazy stuff, like you had to put up your hand and wait, and then you had to like close your fist and like drag. It was very strange. Oh, Samsung. Never stop being yourself. Yeah. I love it. Very cool. Samsung Smart TV. Uh, and the wire cutter, uh, which is where you found And you like the, the TV overall outside of the smart stuff? It's a. Oh, yeah. It's super nice. It's one of the Samsung plasmas. So, like. Oh, um, yeah. I was, I was a big. So, when I was looking for a TV, I really hate the thing where they do like the frame smoothing, so it looks yes. really like too real and makes TV feel bad to watch. Um, and the reason they so the reason they do I did much reading on TVs, and the reason they do that is because LCD TVs have this like motion blur problem. Um, so that's one of the ways that they try and like reduce the motion blur, but it it has this side effect of making your TV look stupid. Um, and plasma TVs do not have that and they have better picture quality and stuff. So unless you have like five grand to go buy like an OLED TV, um, a plasma is like the best picture you can get. So it's pretty sweet. I like it. 
uh, it's quite satisfying. Cool. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Dan, tell us more nice things about uh, T-Mobile and the so, technology. This isn't T-Mobile specific. I know, and you're going to keep telling me that, and I'm going to keep I doing know. it wrong. So my pick this week is Wi-Fi calling, which I think is even what like Apple calls it when they talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but Wi-Fi calling, I thought it was just making calls over Wi-Fi, and I was like, well, who cares? And then they also have LTE calling, which I was like, why even bother having, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's VoIP, essentially, <laughs> over, over the LTE. Right. Uh, but that's not what Wi-Fi calling is. That is what it is. What Wi-Fi calling is, is say you're in a place where you have no service. And unfortunately, when you're on T-Mobile, this happens more often than you perhaps would like. If you can connect to Wi-Fi, then you can make and receive calls on your phone, just as you normally would, same telephone number and everything, which is great, but... Who makes and receives calls on their telephone anymore? What's even better is that if someone sends you a plain old SMS, not an iMessage, not a Google Hangout thing, not a Facebook message, you will also receive that and be able to respond to it. Uh, and in almost every case, when I, whenever I'm in a place with no service, I, there's almost always Wi-Fi there. Uh, so this was great. This past week I went up to the Catskills, and I went home, and there were places where I didn't have service, but there was Wi-Fi, so I could do data, I could do SMS, I could do voice. It was awesome. Wi-Fi calling. I think Verizon's getting it soon. Yep. T-Mobile has it now. Check it out. Very good. Right. And it works on iOS 8, and does it work on new Android, Jelly Bean, or whatever, too? Mm. Maybe you have to wait for the new version of Android to get that. I'm not sure. It works Maybe. on iOS 8. When does the new version of Android come out? I want that. That's I think the announcement's going to be in the next couple weeks. Android L. Ready. Ready and willing. Get excited. Um, so we're going to do my pick. And my pick is the bum-bum-bum-bum-bum. Uh, uh, iPhone 6. I know. I know. It's exciting. Uh, so I got this, I've had this about two weeks now or so, uh, shipped much earlier than they promised, which was nice. Uh, I still wouldn't have it based on the original ship date, but, <laughs> you know, I wanted to just give a quick review of, of my thoughts on it so far. I upgraded and I have the old 4S right here next to it and you can right away see the, uh, the size difference. It, it's big mm -hmm. coming from one to the other. Uh, and, and in thickness, look at the, uh, look at the thickness side by side there. Did yours bend? No, mine didn't. Not yet. I can try if you would. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, uh, the the kind of pros of it, the screen, and, and it's nearly impossible to show on the video of the, the podcast, but there's just something really beautiful about the front of this phone and the way that it kind of takes up this whole screen. And it's really hard. I'm going to try to show it. But on the edges, it just kind of curves back. I can't describe it. It's just a really nice phone to look at. It's end-to-end. -end. That's yeah, There's that's no a, border. That's a good way to put it. And it curves back around a little bit. So it creates mm. an illusion um, that's really satisfying. I, I mean, obviously, it's thin. It's light. I really like that they moved the screen on and off button away from the top, and now it's on the side. When you want to click it on, you do it from the side, which makes more sense on a larger phone. Touch ID, great. Uh, this is my first time using it, obviously, coming from the 4S. Um... Yeah, I'll Touch say, ID is my favorite feature. And it works so well. Like, yeah. I am shocked at how well it works. 
and I am especially with iOS eight when you can use it for things like LastPass or well, simple. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now I'm just like I'm, I'm waiting for all my apps to finally that's like cool. banking apps and stuff. I'm like, let's start, you know, integrating that because I think that's a really great feature. Um, I'm trying to think of any other. You know, I have liked the um, widgets, which work really well. I got my uh, Sports Center Marist football winning against Valpreso. Uh, and, and the weather right there. And I'm just trying to think. I love this phone. That's I guess that's my review is that I, this is... My one-sentence review is why buy anything else? Like, it's it's honestly, it's a really perfect phone. Everything from the screen to the size and the weight to, to the experience, the apps... I just think it's just a really complete package, and I do not regret getting the 6 over the 6 Plus. I think the 6 Plus would have been too big. Even this, I find too big, to be honest. I, I probably could have justified something a little smaller, but I think it's perfect, and I'm so incredibly happy with it um, that I've got, I've got nothing to complain about. I really, honestly, I wish I, I wish I did. I wish I had something. Um, and and what I've loved even more about it is that it has replaced my iPad Mini, where I would used to check, you know, RSS feeds or Twitter or Facebook and just kind of general surfing. I now do that all right on here. I haven't pulled out my Mini in days. It's collecting dust. Um, it's just that good. Wow. The the one downside is the kind of size of of the phone. Like I said, is a little big for me. So, I'll tease next week's review. My my pick from next week is I went and made, unsurprisingly, an impulse purchase and, and picked up one of these. <laughs> Look at that. That is a Pebble Steel uh, smartwatch. And uh, my early review after having it for two days is, this is a brilliant product and the perfect accessory to your huge smartphone. But we'll have to save next week for my full review. So, wow. The iPhone 6 is is honestly, I don't know why anyone would buy any other phone. I, I just, I don't know what any other phone could offer that the iPhone doesn't do. Yeah, I said it. I went there. Fair enough. I went there. I said it. Fair enough, Mr. What's Shams. the most gratuitous, stupid Android feature? Sean, what about a stylus? A stylus? What about, what about, what about honestly, gestures with your hand? Dan, if I had gotten a 6 Plus, I probably would have gotten a stylus. I used a <laughs> stylus on my iPad mini. I really like styluses. This is just about the right size, but no. Oh, and I can't have like multiple windows at the same time. And you know, it's, it's all the things you want. Nothing. Although you don't apparently want. that might be coming. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I bet Apple will do it right. I'm very optimistic. I feel really good about Apple. Honestly, I, I feel at the really point, good. at the point where you can uh, just have the iPad render two iPhone apps. Then I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That would be really great. That would be cool. Who knows? Maybe we'll see that next week. Maybe. Um, so that concludes our show, gentlemen. Oh, man. That is it. I think it's I over. think this was a great one. I think this was an absolute winner. Oh, we covered so much ground. We did. I, it was humorous, informative. I, I think one for the ages. <laughs> the uh, ages. One for the ages. Uh, now, normally I ask you guys to... You know, if you want to promote anything and you usually say, no, Sean, why would I have anything to promote? But you do have something <laughs> to promote because there's something exciting happening this week, right? Yeah. We're, fin we're finally doing change mode again. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so excited. 
Yeah, and we're doing a book club. What? Uh, yeah. Seven concurrency models in seven weeks. Um, it's about what? how to make computers do multiple things at the same time. That's Indeed. excellent. Remind me again what we're talking about. We're we're not talking <laughs> about all seven concurrency models, are we? No, we're just gonna we're gonna read. We, you should read chapter one and chapter two for Wednesday, Colby. Oh, and chapter two. Well, uh, chapter one doesn't tell you much of anything at all, right? Or do you think we should just do chapter one? Maybe I'm confused about what a chapter is. Do you mean? <laughs> okay. Do you mean like the first two concurrency models, or do you mean the first no. like sections of the book? The first sections of the book, I think. Oh, chapter one oh, is like an intro to like what is concurrency and what is parallelism, and then chapter two right. is threats. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that's. I got you. All right, so we'll do that on Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, if anyone out there is listening, uh, before you watch Wednesday's episode, go read the book. I made a short link, bit.ly slash change mode book, and it will take you right there. Pick up a copy, read it, and then you'll be prepared. It's a little bit of homework, but I, I'm really excited for I think change mode is, and I'm not just saying it, uh, I do think it's a really excellent show, and I'm very happy that it's back. Woo! So it, it'll be fun. That is happening Wednesday night live at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, and it will be available at uh, our new URL, changemo.de. Oh, yeah. The good old changemo. Change mode. Yeah, it's great. So I'm, I'm really excited, so look forward to that. And this show will be back next Monday night with more news, uh, some cool future self-driving Tesla cars maybe. I don't know. We can hope. Uh, but I, you should definitely tune in Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, on our website, don'tpanic.io. Go there, not only to get the shows live, but you get the recorded version, links to the YouTube, download the audio, RSS, Stitcher, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. It's all there. Uh, the perfect way to connect to us. Give us feedback on what you think of the show. Uh, we'd love to hear it. You can hit us up on social media, or you can email us uh, at... Oh, crap. What is the email? Con... It's con. Mm. Uh, uh, uh. sh No, not what. What am I talking about? Don't panic show at gmail.com. Ah, <laughs> it's not that hard. That is it tricky. That, that is tricky. I don't even know why. No. It took me so I figured that out. Um. Yes, you do that. All right. Anything else, gentlemen? Uh, I think that's it. That is indeed that is it. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next week on another new episode of Don't Panic. But for now, good night. This show is brewed fresh weekly by the Coffee and Beer Podcast Network. Get all our shows at our website, coffeeandbeer.tv.